Good morning again, and welcome to Charter Road Bible Chapel. It's nice to see everyone here uh, today. I know there's a lot of people not here because they're away, and uh, but we could pray for them, and uh, we'll just work with uh, what, what the Lord has to offer for us this morning. Um, 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. You don't have to turn to it. It's only one verse. Now ye are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Um, we are continuing the series of body life, um, and today we'll be talking about forgiveness. Um, forgiveness is a very important uh, part of a Christian life. It's something that We need and must, and and uh, the Lord God asks us to forgive, and that's part of what we should be doing. Um, our my prayer this morning is, as we go through this topic, is that if anybody have something against somebody else, that there will be forgiveness in their heart. Um, you know, as we live, as we go day by day, we certain things happen, and. We get angry, we get upset with some people. They say something to us, and this and that. And, and sometimes resentment grows and grows and grows and becomes so bad um, that there's no uh, reconciliation. Um, but we have to forgive if we want to go before God. He asks us to forgive so he could forgive us. Um, I'd like to read this. Um, I'm sure some of you have heard this in the news. A mother with, uh, of three children killed in a horrific crash in Sydney. Uh, Northwest say she forgives the man allegedly drunk behind the wheel. Leah uh, Gebia Abdullah, who lost Anthony, he was 13 years old, Angelina, 12 years old, and Sienna Abdullah, 9 years old, on Saturday, February um, 3rd. Returning to the site uh, where the crash occurred, um, there was flowers and teddy bears all over. Um, she was faced with the media and uh, a lot of commotion, a lot of people. This is what she said. Um, the guy I know, the guy who killed, there were seven uh, kids who were hit by a car. Three of those kids were her own. Um, she said, I know the guy. Allegedly, he was drunk driving on the street. Right now, I can't hate him. I don't want to see him, but I don't hate him, she said. I think in my heart I forgive him, but I want the court to be fair. It's all about fairness. I'm not going to hate him because that's not who we are. It kind of touched my, uh, when I was reading and listening to the news, this was, but then th she said something else. And this is really, like when you, it digs right deep in the heart, and, and you say, well, that is, that's what God asks of us, you know. She added, her faith in the Bible has helped her family cope. Danny, her husband, and I were so blessed to have six kids. 
We loved our kids so much. We tried to focus on their spiritual side more than anything. We tried to teach them to pray, read the Bible, and to share God's faith, she said. When we got there, she said, I asked God to come all together to pray as a community, but I didn't ask him to take my kids. I asked him to take everything from me, but not my kids. I'm heartbroken, but I am at peace because I know my kids are in a better place. Um, if you're wondering, um, well, Abdullah sounds like a, a Muslim name, but it's not a Jewish Christian. So uh, just a note in there. This morning, I want to talk about um, two characters in the Bible, and one we're all familiar with. Actually, both of them are we're familiar with. Um, but before I do that, let me just open in a word of prayer. Oh God and Father, we just want to thank you this morning for, for your love for us, for, uh, for forgiving us uh, our sins through, the, through your love and the death of your son, the Lord Jesus Christ. This morning, as we go through the topic of forgiveness, we pray that each one of us might uh, do our best to abide by your will, Lord, to forgive others the way you forgave us. Pray for this message in every heart that is here this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Joseph. St. Joseph in the Old Testament, um, he was uh, had similarities to the Lord Jesus. Uh, but just to, to go over some of the things that he went through in his life lifetime. Um, Joseph was the son of Jacob. Uh, Joseph was the 11th son of Jacob, and he um, was from um, Jacob's favorite wife, uh, Rachel, um, and uh, Genesis 37.3 tells us, now Jacob loved Joseph more than all his children because he was the son of his old age. Also, he made him a tunic of many colors, a coat of many colors. Um, having 11 kids, actually 12, but um, when Joseph was born, it was the 11th, and he was the favorite out of the eleven, the uh, all the children. Um, obviously, the ten that are before Joseph had started building resentment against Joseph. Um, but when the brothers saw that their father loved him more than all his brothers, they hated him, and could not speak peace peacefully to him. Uh, so that's one thing. I mean, you know, I think maybe some of us have that condition where maybe the parents love one more than the other. Oh, I love this because he's my son and leave the other one a little bit less. They love him a little bit less. Uh, and it starts bringing resentment. And here we see this in Joseph's life. It also didn't help that Joseph was dreaming some dreams and he was telling them to his father and his uh, brothers. And the dreams were one day, or his dreams that they were bowing down to him. 
that created a little more problem uh, with his brothers to the point where they wanted him dead. So the brothers disliked the dreams that Joseph had. So among themselves, they plotted to kill Joseph. And, uh, and one of the brothers, his name is Reuben, was against shedding of blood. So uh, the thing that he said was, when they were in the wilderness, is let's throw him in a pit. Um, and he, his point was he might come back and, and save Joseph and bring him back to his father. But somehow, um, when he was in the pit, there was a group of Ishmaelites that were coming by, and, and they agreed, without the knowledge of Reuben, that they will sell Joseph as a slave to the Ishmaelites. So what they did is they sold him, they took his coat, and they did kill an animal, and they soaked the coat with the blood, and they went back to their father and said that Joseph was killed by a wild beast in the wilderness. So now that story ends there, but then Joseph is, is going to uh, be a slave in Egypt. And uh, he was liked, you know, as a slave, uh, the uh, uh, Potiphar, the person that owns that area, uh, gave him a lot of power to do a lot of things. But somehow Potiphar's wife got involved, and she, um, you know, Joseph was, again, he was very faithful in a lot of things that he did. Um, and uh, Potiphar's wife said that he tried to commit rape, um, so they put him in jail. Now, in the jail cell, Joseph, uh, again, was a good, and he was leading certain things. At that time, when he was in jail, two other people came in that were servants of Pharaoh. One was a cupbearer, and the other one was a, a baker. And in jail, somehow, they started having dreams, and they told Joseph his, their dreams. And Joseph interpreted the, the dreams. And a uh, few days later, the dreams actually became a reality. The cupbearer was going to be restored to his job as a cupbearer uh, to, to Pharaoh. And the other one, the baker, was killed, just the way uh, Joseph had uh, interpreted the dream. So, but one of the things that Joseph told the uh, cupbearer uh, is, please remember me one day, you know, remember me when you get out. And I, I'm not sure exactly the time limit, but it was a while. And then Pharaoh starts having a dream. And, uh, and nobody could interpret the dreams, but how somehow the cupbearer told somebody and it went, the word went to Pharaoh, and they called Joseph, and Joseph was able to interpret the dream. The dream was, you're going to have a seven years of abundant, uh, uh, abundance in the land, and then after that, you're going to have seven years of famine. So Pharaoh appointed um, Joseph second in command uh, in Egypt. So he had the power to do whatever he needed to do. And from there, Joseph was able to uh, build areas to 
gather a lot of food because now we're going to have seven years of, of famine after the seven years of abundance. God was with Joseph throughout his, his life. And, and we see it here. And there is a purpose behind our hurting sometimes. Uh, we often don't encounter things like what Joseph did, but there, there's got to be some hardship that we all might have experienced. And uh, the time passes, and we may know what, why. Maybe we won't know why. But this is precisely what happened to Joseph. Um, it wasn't until toward the end of his life that he was able to see God use his suffering so that he could help many others and even preserve life. When we take the time to trust God in using the pain we're experiencing for good, we know that God is working for the better in us, and, and uh, we learn to forgive others the way God's forgiven us. Forgiveness is a big part of God's plan. When Joseph finally saw his brothers later on, because now they needed food, they have to come to Egypt to uh, buy food from them because that's what they heard, that Egypt had plenty. He recognized them, but they did not recognize him. So for a period of time, Joseph didn't say anything, but he was aware that they were his brothers. We see his dreams becoming a reality when his brothers bowed down to him. When they came to buy their food, they actually bowed down. And that's one of the dreams that Joseph had when he was young. Joseph could have tried to get revenge and, and put the, the, the brothers in jail or, or, or do something else. He had the power to do that, but he chose not to. He did this because God planted forgiveness in his heart. His brothers plotted to kill him at one point, but he forgave them. He welcomed them, and he uh, will be reconciled soon. So it's never too late to forgive. Again, Joseph encountered his brothers again later in life, and at this point in his life, he truly was able to see God at work, especially in his family when he revealed his identity. Joseph spoke to their, uh, about their sin like this. In Genesis 45, verse 5 and verse 8, but now, do not ref uh, but now do not therefore be grieved or angry with yourself because you saw me here. For God sent me before you to preserve life. Verse 8, so now it was not you who sent me here, but God. And he has made me a father to Pharaoh and the Lord of all his house and a ruler throughout all the land of Egypt. Again, many of us will probably never experience that in our lifetime where our family will, or our brothers or sister do such a thing. But this morning we talk about little things that are more as, as important to God as the big things that we just read. The second one I'm talking about is the Lord Jesus himself. Um, the Bible said that we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're all sinners. And uh, 
we couldn't help ourselves to have access to God, right? But God had a plan for us, and the plan was that he will send his son, the Lord Jesus, to die on that cross for us because we couldn't help ourselves. We cannot help ourselves. And Jesus was that man. He was God in the flesh. He came to this world so that as he uh, walked this earth 33 years, for the last three years of his life, he did so many things. And he always pointed to the cross, that he will die on that cross. And it was for the sin of the world, for the sin of yours and mine. So Jesus in 1 Timothy 2.5, For there is one God and one mediator also between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. And then Galatians 4.4-5 to says, But when the fullness of time comes, God sent forth his son, born of a woman, born under the law, in order that he might redeem those who were under the law, that we might receive the adoptions of sons. Second Corinthians 5.21 He made him who knew no sin to be sin on our behalf that we might become the righteousness of God. And 1 Peter 2.24 And he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. Again, it's not something that we could do to say. There's really nothing. I think it was mentioned this morning. We cannot buy our way to heaven. There's nothing we could do. It's by God's grace. And this is Ephesians 2, ver- uh, chapter 2, verse 8 and 9. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves. It is the gift of God, not, not as a result of works, that no one should boast about it. God is fair, you know, and... Uh, and he loves us, and he wants the best for us, and he's willing to forgive us our sins uh, because that's who he is. He's a loving, forgiving God, and, and the way to do that is through his son, the Lord Jesus. Question. Um, so we are called to forgive. We are called to forgive others. And no matter what the offense is, it's, it's God's will in our life to do that, just that. Um, Jesus said, Mark 11, verse 25 and 26, And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, anything against anyone, forgive him, so that your Father in heaven may also forgive your trespasses. But if you... Do not forgive, neither will your Father in heaven forgive your trespasses. And we know the Lord's Prayer um, in Matthew 6. Um, and I always marvel at it. I mean, it's just beautiful prayer. Um, and a lot of people say it every Sunday. I think if you go to uh, different churches, it's part of their thing. They get up and they say the Lord's Prayer. And... Um, <laughs> one, t- one time I, I was at a, a funeral and I was asked to say something. And I know there was some 
problems among some of, some of them. But they got up and they, they said the Lord's Prayer. And not just once, I think it was a few times during the period that I was there. So I got up and I said, let's do the Lord's Prayer again. <laughs> so they got up and I said, but don't forget, we have two more verses to go. And after verse 13, it says, for if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. I mean, so the Lord's Prayer by itself is really great, you know. Um, a lot of things in there for us. But then a lot of people forget the real meaning of you know, the forgiveness part. In verse 12 it says, for, uh, And forgive us our debts, as we also have forgiven our debtors. And then we just have to go next two verses and see what the Lord says, what God's word. So here we are, um, praying. It's you and God. Um, there might be things in the back of your mind. You're wondering as you communicate with God. You could be on your knees. You could be sitting. You could be standing. You could be driving. And it's you and God only. And you are praying. And your mind wonder, and it says, oh, I'm upset with this person, or this person hurt me. And you don't want to even bring it up, but God knows your heart. He knows what's going on, and you know. But God asks us to forgive that before we come and ask him for forgiveness. God knows what we're thinking. God knows what's around us. And if we're upset at somebody, he definitely knows it. I don't have to know what, you know, it would be good to communicate with other people and so forth. But for reality, it's between you and God. God knows it for sure. God wants you to forgive that person. No matter what the offense is. God say, forgive him. And you may say, the person doesn't deserve my forgiveness. God says, forgive him anyway. But he doesn't deserve it. Forgive him anyway. But he didn't ask for forgiveness. God says, forgive him anyway. Why? So that your Father in heaven may also forgive your trespasses. First John 1 John 1.9 said, If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And Ephesians 4.23 says, And be kind to one another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God in Christ forgave you. So it's something that God has asked us to do. He wants us to do. He forgave us. Well, you know, um, he forgave us from our sins. Do we der deserve forgiveness? Really? No. Um, yet he sent, he loved us and he sent his son to die for us. Did we earn forgiveness? No. And you could, might say, they're going to hurt me again and again. God's going to tell you, well, you also hurt me. 
But they said they'll do this. And God said, well, you said you will do it when you prayed the last time. And you didn't come through with your prayer. So we must forgive. Whatever we have against somebody, we need to forgive them. This is what God expects from us. How many times do we forgive? Does somebody offend us so many times? And Peter asked that question to the Lord Jesus. How many times? Seven times? The Lord Jesus said, uh, this is in Matthew 18. Um, No, not seven times, but seven times 70. Seven times 70. That's 490 times. Well, you know for sure that somebody's not going to offend you or hurt you that many times. However, you know, just as I'm preparing this, I'm thinking about it. We could offend God 490 times, and he's going to forgive us. In our lifetime, we say we'll do this and we'll do that, and we don't carry through. A year passes, two years passes. How many times you could, could you add your trespasses against God? They must exceed 490, but yet he forgave us. So on the other hand, if we think about the 490 times, assuming you're upset with somebody, assuming that somebody hurt you real bad and you don't forgive that person, and this is just my mind working yesterday as I was preparing, 490 times. Now, you don't forget, you don't forgive that person. Day one, and you're thinking about it. Day two, and you're thinking about it. Sometimes, Arguments may last for years. I've seen it in in my relatives. Brother doesn't talk to a brother, and it lasts for so many years. They see each other. They pass each other. They don't shake hands. They don't want to have anything to do with each other. So throughout the years, how many times you thought about it, and it put you down, it it knocked you down, you know? That could add up to 490 and more. But why let it stay that long. We could take care of it right away. If a brother offend you, forgive him. And obviously, you know, the other person needs to come and ask for forgiveness. But we are asked to forgive. Don't worry about the other person. Just forgive him and go on with your life and do what is right according to what God wants us to do. Sometimes it's good to step away. If somebody keeps hurting us and uh, no result, you still forgive that person, but just walk away. I'm going to talk a little bit about forgiveness and reconciliation as we go on. But um, but we got to do our own. We want to we wanna ma- ma- concentrate on the forgiveness part, our forgiveness to others. So forgiveness, when you forgive somebody, um, you are no longer holding that debt against that person in a spiritual sense. I release you of the penalty that you rightfully deserve. I forgive you. And then reconciliation is when a relationship goes back to the original way before the offense or the hurt took place. It's always good to reconcile. It's biblical, obviously. 
but there are two different things. We need to concentrate on the forgiveness part. And if reconciliation is there, that is great. We should praise God for that. But we are not called to reconcile in every case. Um, in uh, Matthew 18, when somebody hurts you and you go and speak to him and he rejects what you're asking, um, then you go to one or two or three other people and if they go with you and they try to get the reconciliation going and it doesn't work, we are told to go to the church and if the church tries and it doesn't work, then we got to be careful. You know, we got to treat that person as a heathen and, and in the Bible says we cannot be unequally yoked. We just need to be very careful. So we got to guard our heart. So reconciliation is good and it's the right thing, but it doesn't work all the time. And it's okay sometimes to just let go. But it's our responsibility and God's will that we forgive. So how could we forgive somebody? It's, it's mainly through our faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, he died on the cross to forgive us our sins. And he did beyond the call. Joseph did forgave his uh, brothers. Um, we read about the woman who lost two children. She forgave the driver. Um, obviously, the driver is not going to go free. He had to pay for certain requirements by law and so forth. But she forgave him, and she's at peace. Joseph forgave them and reconciled with them. But Jesus died on the cross for us. It's not just one person. It's the whole world. God's son, um, holy and uh, without sin, he came and he died. And only because of that that we are able to forgive others. It's because of what the Lord Jesus did for us. So as Christians, we are called to treat people better than fair. We are called to treat them better than they deserve because we are image bearers of God. And that's what he does. He, he, he loves us and he sent his son for us. How does God forgive us? God forgives us not just because he loves us, not just because he wants to, Ultimately, God forgives us because of the Lord Jesus Christ's sacrifice on the cross. I forgive you not because you deserve it, but because of what Jesus did. And we owe it to God that we forgive others. If a brother offends you, forgive him. My prayer again this morning is that we do that. Think about it. Somebody hurting you, forgive him, and, and God will do his work. You know, God was gracious to you. It's by grace that, you know, he saved us. And we could leave the door open for others to know what God's plan is. Through that, I mean, we're talking about body life here, Christians, here in the assembly of Sarah Road Bible Chapel and, and other assemblies. All this is the body of Christ. So we treat each other the way we're called to treat them. 
And we also need to treat other people outside of the, the church just as well, but mainly inside. We don't want to have resentment between ourselves. You know, sometimes, and, and we've seen it here, we, people get upset, they don't agree with something, and instead of working it out, things don't go well and people leave. We need to work things out. We need to forgive and, and try to work that out. Uh, I like to just, when I'm closing up, uh, before I do that, I want to make sure I got my... Summary, the only way we should forgive someone who hurt us and wounded us deeply is by looking at the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ and realize that his sacrifice is more enough to pay for that person that because he paid for our debt. Let's keep the door open uh, for God to work in other people's life and it's that's very important. So I wanted to, Matthew, I just wanted to take like, you know, just for the next three minutes. Three minutes and 15 seconds, I said. Yes, three, three minutes and 15 seconds. Just like, close your eyes, go before the Lord, and listen to this music and Bible verses. And, and just, if there's anybody in, in your way, in your life, that might have hurt you, just ask God to forgive them. You, f you forgive them. And then I'll just close in prayer. And when ye stand praying, forgive, if ye have aught against any, that your Father also, which is in heaven, may forgive you your trespasses. Luke 6, 37 Judge not, and ye shall not be judged. Condemn not, and ye shall not be condemned. Forgive, and ye shall be forgiven. Ephesians 4, 31-32 Let all bitterness, and wrath, and anger, and clamor, and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice, and be ye kind one to another, tender-hearted, forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Matthew 6, 14 through 15. For if ye forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if ye forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Matthew 5, 7 Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy. Colossians 3.13 Forbearing one another, 
and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. Matthew 18, 21 through 22. Then came Peter to him and said, Lord, how oft shall my brother sin against me, and I forgive him? Till seven times? Jesus saith unto him, I say not unto thee until seven times, but until seventy times seven. morning for uh, for your words uh, we're thankful for your love and for um, the Lord Jesus who died on the cross to forgive us for our sins we're thankful for that Lord just pray that you help us to um, learn to forgive um, as you did um, bless each one that is here uh, this morning and pray for safety as you go home ask this in Jesus name amen 